Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Unleashed podcast. This is Josh Selway talking to you guys, one of the creators of Fantasy Unleashed. We're on episode 16 now of the Fantasy Unleashed podcast. We're starting to rack them up, folks. So thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. And you can also check out Fantasy Unleashed on Twitter and fantasyunleashed.com. Today, I just want to talk about a few things uh, before we get into the big Thanksgiving slate, the most beautiful day of the year. I cannot wait to put way too much money on the line over on DraftKings and have my family wonder why I am so anxious and not paying attention to anyone or anything else. So uh, this entire week to me is one of the most beautiful weeks of the entire year. It just seems like no one really cares about anything. Everyone's laid back, ready to get into the holiday season. So uh, I I love it. So I just want to get a quick podcast out this week since there's so much going on. The first thing I really want to talk about was this past weekend, some observations I had. And one of the first ones was the situation with the Cowboys. Now, what what I'm talking about here with the Cowboys is that if you look back, you had Andy Dalton come in a few weeks ago against Arizona for his first start after Dak Prescott got hurt. And if you recall, that game was a strange game. There was a few Zeke fumbles. There were some weird drops from the Dallas receivers. And just everything seemed to go wrong for the Cowboys. It was one of those bad dream games for the Cowboys where just nothing went right. And then after that, the Cowboys went and played Washington and that's when Andy Dalton got demolished and he had to exit the game with a head injury and then they went on the bye. So you had this weird situation with the Cowboys where you kind of didn't know exactly who they were coming into this new week. But as was pointed out on one of the recent Established Run podcasts, which if you're looking for a premium fantasy football podcasts, they're one of uh, the best out there. But it was pointed out by uh, someone on their team over there that before the Cowboys... Uh, Well, their first game with Andy Dalton, their implied team total from Vegas was like 27. And then you had all that happen and come back this week against the Vikings and their implied team total was around 20, which if you know anything about Vegas, seven points, that's, that's a big difference. And you'd have to ask yourself, what is the cause for that big drop? You had that weird Arizona game and then you had another Andy Dalton-less essentially game against Washington on the road. And then they were coming in to play the Vikings who have a poor defense and that was in an indoor environment. And then you had all the, on DraftKings, all the Cowboys players with extremely low prices. Andy Dalton down at 5,400, which is like where quarterbacks used to be priced back in the day. I got the Beaver texting me here. It's the first time I've heard from him in like two days. I wonder what he's talking about. Well, let's see real quick here. Laugh my ass off. Oh, okay. So anyways, yeah, so this was just an interesting situation where if you just did a little digging, thought about the situation a little harder and look past that, those initial feelings of how probably most people felt about the Cowboys and what was going to happen, you know, you could have saw that there was some value to be had there, that the market was way too low on the Cowboys and that they were a situation that you could go back to. One of my home leagues, I stacked uh, Dalton with Amari Cooper. And if you watched that game, you saw that Amari Cooper actually got tackled on the one yard line right before halftime. And then the Cowboys decided to kick a field goal with five seconds left. So that could have been even another touchdown for Andy Dalton. And he only ended up with 200 yards on the day. But I thought it was a pretty easy 
bounce back spot to find there for the Cowboys if you just took a, a broader look at that. So that was one of my biggest observations to find and a very clear example of how you know, the sentiment for a team and players just doesn't match up to what it should be. Now, obviously, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be some high-flying offense, but that was a great matchup, and they were extremely muted on a pricing front compared to where they were before. So uh, to me, that stuck out when I was preparing for this week, and I think that's just something to consider going forward is when you could kind of sense that people were just so low on the Cowboys and really that entire division. So that's just one of my biggest takeaways from this past week. Uh, Another one is that I played Derrick Henry on DraftKings once again, and it was almost a huge tilt fest once again with Derrick Henry. And I'm just sitting there thinking, why did I play Derrick Henry again? Why did I do this? Of course, he has a big fourth quarter and then the game goes into overtime. And he breaks off the game winning run on a slate where again, there wasn't a lot of value to be had at running back. So it paid off nicely. He was one of the, turned out to be one of the best plays of the slate. But without him hitting that 100-yard bonus, that late touchdown, you know, he spent most of that game, even halfway through the fourth quarter, with like eight below 10 fantasy points on DraftKings. And that game, if you watch that, it was extremely tilting because not only was he not doing anything, he could have had an even much bigger game. The Titans got in the red zone two or three other times. And there were multiple occasions where you thought, okay, here comes Henry, here comes Derrick Henry, and then they went somewhere else. The one time, their center got hurt, they put in a new center, and what do they do? They decide to go shotgun and put Derrick Henry back at quarterback. Sure enough, the ball shoots over his head 20 yards, and he has to run down and get it. Playing Derrick Henry continues to be extremely tilting on DraftKings. It luckily paid out this week because of how the game went into overtime. So I don't know how many more times I can go back to Derrick Henry unless he has just an amazing matchup because it is just such, so nerve-wracking watching him because unless he gets those big runs, it's just the points are hard to come by. He doesn't get the catches, and he, he needs those touchdowns, which right now the Titans, if you watch that game, the red zone offense was like, what in the heck's going on here? And I also wanted to talk about this Monday night game against the Rams and the Buccaneers because I think this was the matchup of the two most unpredictable teams in the NFL. Before the season, I was pretty hesitant to go after the Rams wide receivers where they were being drafted and just the Rams more generally because they're such an odd team in so many different facets from how they handle their salary cap and draft picks to how they handle their weekly game plans. There's just no good way to get a read on what they're going to do, it seems like. Now, this past week, if you look back, it sort of makes sense what they did. The Buccaneers have a great run defense and they decided to throw the ball a lot more. But many other weeks, you can't pinpoint who's going to get the carries, who's going to get most of the targets. So I I've felt that way about the Rams for a a while now, since last year when they suddenly went to 12 personnel more often. And then the Buccaneers, man, I like I don't know if the Buccaneers are good. I don't know. You know, I talked before about how what I didn't like about about the Buccaneers is that they're like that classic team that just kind of slaps together a bunch of different pieces and expects to be good. And to me, that just usually doesn't work out in professional sports. Usually it needs, unless there's just an overwhelming amount of talent that is superior to their opponents. I'm thinking back to when like the Celtics and the NBA put together Ray Allen and Garnett and Paul Pierce. They were just the superior team that year. So that one worked out. But otherwise, if you look at 
other examples of teams that just try to do this. It never works out. And the Buccaneers are just like, I mean, Tom Brady can't hit a deep ball, but some weeks, you know, when they're, when they're playing well, they just crush people. And that way they're sort of like the Rams as well. When the Rams, when they're looking good, it's really good. They lay it on people, but if they're misfiring, it looks horrible. And that's how the Buccaneers are right now. So we had just had a matchup of two of what I would call the most volatile teams in the NFL and the Rams came out on top. And I think that's just because the Rams are more disciplined all around than the Buccaneers. I know cousin Sal over on the Bill Simmons podcast earlier this year, was joking how Tom Brady's not going to put up with how undisciplined the Buccaneers could be. He was saying this is the start of the year and it was actually a great point by cousin Sal. So shout out to you, cousin Sal for making that point because you know, it's kind of proven to be the case that they just can't execute in the most key moments. And that even goes down to Tom Brady. I think in the buck with the Buccaneers, when they're playing inferior opponents, they're going to rack up points just like the Rams. But in these bigger matchups, I think they have shown vulnerabilities for pretty massive fuck ups here. So I don't, I don't know if they can get over that hump and I don't know if they can be one of the league's most elite teams that uh, really comes through in the crunch time. And my last observation from this past week in the NFL was concerning the Lions and the Panthers game. So right before this game, we had news that Teddy Bridgewater was active, but then he wasn't going to start, and then they deactivated him. So I went ahead and just jumped on the Lions defense in DraftKings because P.J. Walker was coming out for his first NFL action, and I just thought, He's, he's good for at least a couple turnovers and some sacks. Well, sure enough, P.J. Walker comes out and just, it's it's all the Panthers. It had one of those vibes where you could just sense it immediately that you were on the wrong side of what was about to happen. He drives them down the field, the Panthers take the lead, and then they get the ball back. The Lions can't do anything. Literally turned on the Lions game three times in a row, and each time the Lions were punting. The Panthers are just driving up and down the field. Luckily, luckily, Twice, P.J. Walker gets them inside the 15-yard line and just throws horrible interceptions. I mean, the second one, he threw an interception to the corner of the end zone that there were two Lions there and not a receiver within seven yards of this pass. So I lucked out, and the Lions defense wasn't too bad for being $2,700 on DraftKings. But my main takeaway here is, first of all, when you're selecting a defense in fantasy football, you need, to do, you need to keep in mind of what's happening on the other side of the ball. And the issue with the Lions is that they literally had no weapons left. They didn't have Swift. They didn't have Kenny Galladay. And the biggest thing is that they are a fish organization. They are an overmatched organization. Matt Patricia, probably on his last legs here as Lions head coach. And in the meantime, they're going up against, which has clearly become one of the sharpest organizations in the NFL with Matt Rule, Joe Brady, and everything that the Panthers have going on over there. They have a former hedge fund manager uh, running the team as their owner. And this is all immediately what's going through my mind as I start watching this game, thinking, how did I side with the Lions? Even though that they're going up against this new quarterback in the NFL I don't want to sit here and watch these type of overmatched, fishy teams go up against superior, superior-minded superior teams like the Panthers, who I think just get a little more talent on that team with that coaching staff. I think they're really going places, unless, of course, Joe Brady uh, you know, gets a head coaching job somewhere, which he probably will soon. So I think even if it sort of aligns on paper, you know, you got to be careful who you're betting on. And as I said before, what I was getting to about the offense is that the Lions couldn't move the ball at all. And that just left 
you know, their defense out the dry that entire game. So if you're picking a defense in fantasy, at least consider uh, what the offense could do and if the offense can change field position at all, create a high-scoring environment where the other team can't just run the ball the entire game and milk the clock so that there's no sack opportunities, which turned out to be the case in this game as well. And I just, again, I just regretted betting against Joe Brady, even with a new quarterback. Uh, I got lucky with those two end zone interceptions, but uh, from here on out, I need to focus on staying on the sharp side of things and betting on these sharper organizations in the NFL instead of Matt freaking Patricia. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you all have an amazing Thanksgiving. We'll have more coming soon whenever I get into contact with the beaver this could be a, a tough week i think holidays are tough for him uh since there's more going on than usual he just can't keep up with his schedule he doesn't know where he's at or what's happening so i'll try to get him back down the earth and see if we can get another pod coming out soon but in the meantime again go over to fantasyunleashed.com i'm gonna try to get the unleashing report which is my weekly write-up about fantasy football and other shit that uh, I find interesting, just a bunch of random stuff that I want to write about. So that'll be going up sometime this week as well. But till then, uh, again, have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. We'll have more coming soon.